starting in verse 1. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, every one whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank of the stream and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and he raised his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. And that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, O oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days." I feel like that last sentence kind of applies after we finish today, I can rest from trying to figure out all of these prophecies in, in Daniel. Chapter 12 is, is no disappointment when it comes to, okay, what does this mean? That, that this last vision in chapters 10, 11, and 12 are... You know, you, you can read all the, the commentaries you want and scholars and, and find as many opinions on it as, as, as you read people. That there's, there's just not total agreement, which means maybe we can't grasp all of these things. That, that, that God gave it to Daniel as encouragement and to us as encouragement, but... Only God knows the exact timing of these things. But just like the, the angel told Daniel, this has been decreed. God has these things under control in his hand. And when his timing is, is, is right, just like Galatians 4, 4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. When his timing is complete in the perfect time, then these things will, will come about. So verse 1 begins with, At that time shall arise Michael, 
It's one of those, those opening phrases that just kind of, kind of begs you to go back and say, at what time? He says, at that time. What, what is he meaning by at that time? He's just finished this, this, this prophecy discourse in chapter 11 of the four kings in Persia and then Alexander the Great and then Alexander the Great dies and, and his kingdom is divided into four and, and, and the, the, the prophecy the angel focuses on is the northern kingdom, Syria, Babylon, part of Asia Minor with ruled by the Seleucid uh, dynasty, and then the southern kingdom, the Ptolemies in, in Egypt, and how that land, that little narrow piece of land in between Egypt and Syria that we know as Israel is right slap in the middle, and these kings just fight back and forth. And, and we've had a, a two and a half, three centuries of, of that fighting and that, that sort of culminated with the rise uh, there back in, in, in chapter 11, verse 21 of Antiochus IV, Antiochus Epiphanes, this, this evil uh, despot of, of a ruler who, when he didn't get his way trying to conquer Egypt, went back to Israel and, and just sort of... Uh, What's the best word? He didn't destroy the temple, but he did everything he could to destroy Judaism. That he banned worshiping per the Mosaic law. He banned sacrifices. He banned circumcision. He set up a, a, a statue of Zeus in the temple. He, he slaughtered a pig on the altar. He killed thousands, tens of thousands of, of, of Jews. And then in verse 36, we saw where it says it sort of changes from verse 36 through the end of chapter 11. I mean, yeah, through the end of chapter 11, verse 45, he talks about this ruler, but it doesn't exactly fit Antiochus the fourth. And so, so many would say, well, he's, he, Antiochus IV is just a type or a picture of this greater Antichrist that's going to come in the final days. And there, the last part of, of chapter 11, we have this description of the ultimate Antichrist who is yet future for, for us. And so at that time, it's not after, remember in verse 45 of chapter 11, the last sentence, and yet he shall come to his end with none to help him, that just quicker than he has arisen, he is, he is put down and, and, and slain by, by the Lord. At that time when all of this is going on, not after he's dead, but when all of this is going on, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean after but, but during this time, when that's going on, what's going to happen? Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, he, sh he shall arise. Who is Michael the prince? Is he one of the unknown sons of King David and that sort of prince? I mean, that was pretty weak, right? Michael, the, the archangel, who, who we met earlier in, in this passage, who when, when the, the, the angel came and said, Daniel, your, your prayers were heard as soon as you uttered them. And, and I was dispatched to tell you, to give you encouragement and strengthen you. But the, king, the prince of, of, the, of the kingdom of Persia uh, withstood me. 
until Michael, the prince of your people, this archangel who is, he's the guardian of Israel, the guardian of, of God's people. And we, 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 we read about him in, in two other places, and then there's a couple that's like, this has got to be Michael. But in Jude verse 9, he's, he's, he's protecting Moses' body when Satan wants to, to take it. That he's, he's a guardian of, of the people, the nation of Israel as a whole, but also individuals. And then in, in Revelation chapter 12, the leader of the heavenly host, that he comes and, 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 and fights that, that final battle. Maybe even Revelation 20 verse 1 may be referring to Michael. It doesn't name him by name, but that it it sounds a lot like him. If it's not him, then it's like, okay, there's another archangel that we don't know his name that might even be better than, 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 than Michael. So he is, he's the guardian of God's people. At that time, when this tumult, that's a hard word to say, when this trouble is, is, is on Israel, when, when, it's, when God's people are being persecuted, the, the tribulation is great, at that time, it, it, just, it just sort of jumps out that at God's design time, then Michael is going to arise. When is this time? There shall, it's going to be a time of trouble such as never been since the nation till that time. Give me another way of saying that. There has never been this much trouble. It's, it, it, this is the worst time ever. I, I, I don't know how, how you make it any clearer or just to describe just how bad it is. If you think things are bad now, just wait. It's going to get even worse. Now remember... The, the angel was sent to Daniel, why? To strengthen him and encourage him. It's kind of hard to grasp, right? How can all of these things that are, that are up to now, that are going to be bad, how, how can that be encouraging? But now we're getting into that encouraging part, that Michael is going to come. When it's as worse as it's ever been, as bad as it's ever been, then, then Michael's going to come. What's going to happen? At that time, your people shall be delivered. Okay, it's, it's just like a, you know, finally. You get to, 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 to the end and, and, and you've just been, it, things have been bad. Something's got to give. And then Michael shows up with, with the army of the hosts of heaven. He could do it by himself. Remember the, the, the song, um, he could have called 10,000 angels you know, to, to set Jesus free. And then I, I'll just remember, there's some things you can remember and some things you can't. And while I remember this, one old Baptist preacher saying, one would have been enough. <laughs> I mean, one angel would have been enough, but he could have called 10,000. Michael's going to come, and, and the people are going to be delivered. Is, is being delivered... Something that we long for, think about. Do we need to be delivered? 
I mean, we certainly do from our sin and, 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 and the ones who have received Jesus as their Savior have been delivered. It's kind of an already but not yet that yes, we've been delivered. We're still living in this, this earthly body that, that sins. And there is tribulation and, and sin around us and sin within us, but that we have been delivered already, but not yet. Not, not that final deliverance. He says when, when, when it's as bad as it's ever been since before there was a nation, Michael's going to come and he's going to, and your people shall be delivered. But then he puts a qualifier on it. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And it's not just because you have this bloodline that, that, that you are a descendant from the tribe of Judah. It's, it's have they put their faith in, in the Lord? You know, whether it was an Old Testament faith or New Testament faith, it's the ones whose name is written in the book. Do we have any other notes, notes, references to the book? What book is he talking about? The book of life, the Lamb's book of life, that, that, that Revelation 20.12 says those whose name is written in the book, the book of life. So start putting some of those pieces together that, that the angel told Daniel, I'm going to tell you the things that have been decreed and that, that God has a plan. God has determined these things. God knows what's going to happen. And some... There is a book that has people's names in it that God knows who is who will believe and, and, and who won't believe. And those are the ones that are going to be delivered. Now, how far have we made it? Verse 2. I didn't know it was going to take that long to get through verse 1. Verse 2. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to, to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Verse 2 is probably the clearest teaching on the resurrection in the whole Old Testament. That... What did they believe? That, that God's revelation to man has been progressive through the, through the ages. And that was the, the final fulfillment and, and, and revelation through his son, Jesus Christ, and, and the resurrection and ascension. But at this time, yeah, did they believe in the resurrection? Mm. Did they understand it like we do? No, and you know how poorly we understand it. I mean, they were they they had even even less to go by than 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 we have because this is 536 years before Jesus is born that that this angel is giving Daniel this this prophecy. But he's saying at that time when when Michael does it, those who's found in the in the in the book of life they will be resurrected. Actually, he's saying all. Oh, People will be some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt that there will be a resurrection for, for all. He says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness 
of the sky above and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Those who are, who are raised will be, will be bright. Where do they get their brightness? Like the stars or like, like, the, like the brightness of the sky. From God. Okay, is it? Okay, I'll tell you what I think and then you can tell me. <clears throat> it, yes, the resurrection body will be different but it's a reflective brightness that we're reflecting His glory and His righteousness more so than our own. That, you know, can can I really grasp all of that? That, yeah, the resurrection body is going to be different, you know, that, that, that Jesus shined some. But I think it's also a picture of reflecting God's majesty and, and greatness. It's, it's one, one writer sort of use the analogy, and he even admitted, okay, this isn't the best analogy, but where does the moon get its brightness? It's reflecting the sun, and that, that our brightness then will be a reflection of God's own, own glory and, and, and majesty. Then he says, those who are, who's, who is it that's going to shine like this? Those who are wise... Who are those who are wise? How do you become wise? And, 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 and what is wise? We want to be wise, but, but what is wise? So the opposite of being wise is the fool says in his heart, there is no God. It's, it's interesting that the, the Hebrew, the Jewish Old Testament is divided into three parts. The, the, the law, the Torah, um, the first five books, and then the prophets. And the prophets include Samuel, Kings, um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. And then the, the larger scroll of, of 12 prophets, the minor prophets. But Daniel is not in the, the, in, the, in the Jewish Bible is not lo- put in that group with the prophets. He's in what they call the writings, the wisdom literature of Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Chronicles is in, they put Chronicles in there as well, Ezra, Nehemiah. But D- Daniel is it's like a, a, a writing of, of wisdom. Why was Daniel taken to Babylon to begin with. I know this was like a year ago when we read this, but Daniel 1, verse, uh, maybe, well, just four, that, that Nebuchadnezzar, God gives Jehoiakim into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar takes back uh, verse 3, Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of nobility, youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge and understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace. Where did Daniel 
and, and, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael get their wisdom. Where do we get wisdom? This is, I know it's just this one little, and it's a good four-letter word, wise. That it's, that it's, 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 we could do a great Bible drill on passages on, on, on wisdom that, that John, um, you know, talked about the fool says in his heart, there, there is no God. Proverbs 2, um, I'll read a couple, but if you, if you're so inclined, just turn to the back of your Bible and just look up wise and wisdom and see, and see all the verses that, that, that are listed there. Proverbs 2, 6, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in, in, walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the, the way of his saints. So what is the source of the wisdom? It's, it's the Lord is the source of, of, of wisdom. Daniel says those who, are, who will be raised to everlasting life, they're, they're the wise. They will shine. Where did they get that wisdom? They got it from, from the Lord. And, and in, 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 in James chapter 1, maybe a, a, I mean, it is a well-known passage. And I don't know why we don't apply this more to, to ourselves. Or maybe you do, and, and it's really, you know, if you do, shouldn't probably, you probably should not go around bragging about it. But, it's, but James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, okay, he's begun to step on toes now. If any of you be, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. It's like God is the source of wisdom. God is the one providing this salvation to not only Daniel, but those whose name is found in the book of life. That it's, it's, it's that God has, has given them that. Look up wisdom if you, if you have time this week and want to, to, to do just a, a little Bible study and just, just search the, the, the passages that, that mention wisdom. And then he says, these, these will be uh, those who turn many to, to righteousness, that the wise lead others to know about, about God. And they, will, they will shine like the stars forever and a, ever. And then he says... Okay. I know that God gives wisdom, but we all have different degrees of wisdom. I mean, you know, uh, when you pray to God, you're not going to get the same wisdom as someone else. I don't know. This is just my thought. And then uh, when you talk about the stars, um, we don't all shine the same. Right now. Right now. That's what, you know what I'm Yeah, I know what you're saying. We don't all shine the same right now, but what I think he's telling Daniel in this, in this passage is that after the resurrection, we all will shine, yeah. the, you know, reflecting God's. But it's a good thought that 
We don't have the, all the same wisdom. We don't have, and why is it? And what is he talking about wisdom? Is it just knowledge or is it, you know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord? Is it, is it, I think it's, it's not necessarily head knowledge as it is knowing the, the Lord. Understanding what the knowledge is. I know people that are smart, and they don't have enough common sense to get in and out of the Yeah, what do they say? Common sense just ain't that common anymore. It's. I mean, Paul, in in Second Timothy three fifteen, in in explaining to his, um, you know, to this young preacher. Of, of, of what, you know, just, just how to live and what to do. And in and, and, and 2 Timothy 3, 15, we'll go to 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have, have firmly believed, knowing whom you learned, from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So, so that we, you know, he's, he's telling Timothy, remember what you've learned, but you've learned, you've learned wisdom from the sacred writings that, that God's word helps to make us wise. And God is the source of, of his word. So it's, it's, there, there are several things just kind of woven together there. And so it kind of goes back to James. If any of you lack wisdom, I mean, you know, in the old days when, when they had revivals and different things, it's like raise your hand, every eye bow, every eye closed and head bowed and raise your hand. And you're kind of like, and, and, and <laughs> you know, but I never heard any of them say, raise your hand if you don't have wisdom. But, you know, and if we were honest, we would have to raise our hand. Um, but it's also, you know, I prayed four days this last week for wisdom. It's like, well, you probably needed to do about six or seven because, you know, now you're boasting. Um, okay, verse four. And he tells Daniel, shut up these words and seal the book until the time of the end. So how do we have this book this writing, if Daniel was supposed to shut it up, did he disobey? Well, in this case, shut it up doesn't mean to hide it. It means preserve it, seal it, protect it, you know, for, for those at the, at, at the end. You know, it's like, don't just write this, put it somewhere where it's going to get lost or forgotten, preserve it, save it. And then, he, then this last sentence, it's, it's really good because it's one of those fence sitters. You could go either way with it. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Okay? It could be a, what do you want first? A negative, or it could be a positive, you know, that knowledge shall increase. I'm, I'm thinking this is not a good thing he's telling Daniel. And, and I don't know if that's because I'm a negative person um, which you remember in 2020 you wanted to be negative and in 2019 you wanted to you know hang around positive people in 2020 hang around 
negative people and 2021, just avoid all people or something, <laughs> something to that, to, uh, about that. He says, many will run to and, to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Is that not a perfect picture of the world in the 21st century? That, that we're searching everywhere. Knowledge increases. But have we become wise? Have we learned about God? Have, have we, uh, has God become a part of our, of our lives? To some people. Okay, my notes are killing me. Um, but, but I want to... Um, okay, I'll find it eventually. Or maybe I want... Paul writes about all of these things that, that, that will happen. I'll, it'll, it'll click in a minute. So we'll move, we'll move past that. It's just a, a, a picture of those who, who um, they, they search everywhere but, but do not search in, in the right place, that it's, that it's just a, a, a picture of the United States, of, of, of the West, of the, of the whole world in looking for anything but the, the, the real truth. God tells Daniel to, to save these words, preserve them for, for, for the end. And then the, the last paragraph, really, of, of the book is, is, is verses 5 through 13. So Daniel hears this. He's really gotten the last of the prophecy and then he then he goes back and, and starts describing what he's what he's seeing. And he's gonna get a little bit more. He says, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood, one on this bank and one on that bank of the stream. So see, he had he had, he had, had this appearance from, from the angel who gave him this, this, this vision and this prophecy. And then as the, as the angel had concluded that and told Daniel, shut these words up, seal them in the book until the time of the end. Many are going to run to and fro and knowledge is going to increase, but you're going to need these words, these words of wisdom. And Daniel says he looks up, he's there at the Tigris River, and he says he sees two others, one on this bank and one on that bank of, of the river. Verse 6, and someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters. So, so that angel that, is, that has been telling Daniel all this, he's now he's above the waters. Is it an angel? Is it the pre-incarnate Christ? It's, it's, you can decide for, your, for yourself. This angel, the one that, that begins speaking... You get the idea, it's either the one on the left or the one on the, right. on the right. He says, how long shall it be till the end of these wonders? Now, did anybody ask themselves that question or, or, or want to know that, you know, as we're going through this? Like, how long? This, this angel wants to know, okay, you've told us all that. 
And now it's like the angel is sitting on the edge of his seat and he's, how long is this going to be? And, and he asked that man in clothed in linen. Verse 7, we, we get his answer. And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and he swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. You know, when you're in court, even if you're just a juror, they say, raise your right hand. Even before you get picked to be a juror on a, a particular trial, they, you, know, you, you, you raise your right hand and, and, and swear that, that you will, I can't even remember what they made to swear now. But, you know, and if you're a witness, you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God. This, this angel that's giving the, the answer, one angel says, how long is this going to be? And the man clothed in linen, who's now above the water, he raises both hands that, that, that he's, he's solemnly swearing. And he says, to the, to the one who lives forever, that, that he, he's swearing by the, the Lord God, it's going to be for a time, times, and half a times. Don't you wish he had just given us a date? It's like, what is a time, times, and half a times? I mean, it's three and a half years. Or is it? Or does it have to be? Yes, no, maybe, yes. It's, it, it can be. It can be three and a half years. But there... I think you can tell it's three and a half or seven years by the water. He's going to say when it's going to start. Right. <laughs> but it's, but it's going to end. But, but look at this next... This, the next phrase, it's going to be time, times, and half a times, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. That's not a good thing. It's, it's not that he's saying, you know, that, that, that the church is going to continue to grow and fill the whole earth. He's saying there's going to be tribulation. He's kind of jumping back into that time of the Antichrist when all of this destruction is going on, when, when, when many are, are leaving, following that, the Antichrist. At that time then, Michael, the archangel, will come. He'll deliver God's people, those whose name is in the, in the book of life. It was going to be a, a time when what? It's, what did he say in verse 1? A time of trouble such as never has been since the nation, since there was a nation till that time. He said the shattering of the power of the holy people, that it's going to be what? That at the very rock bottom that, that, that the tribulation has been that bad, that, that God's people have been that afflicted, and then at the perfect time. Michael comes. God's people are delivered. Three and a half is half of what? Seven. Seven is the complete number. And, and we think of the seven years of, of the tribulation. It's like half of seven. It's cut short. That it's, it, it, it's, it's cut short even. 
is one more, maybe, maybe too figurative of a way of looking at it, but it's like that, that, that it's cut short, but it's in, in God's timing. Verse 8, I heard, but I did not understand. Okay, Daniel, like we're joining that crowd. I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, so Daniel then begins speaking, Oh, oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? You know, so he says, how long and, and, and how? How long and, and, and what? What's going to be the outcome of all these things? You know, is he going all the way back to, to chapter 11, verse 1? You know, maybe. Is he more interested in those things that are really going to happen at the, at the very, very end? You know, Daniel's been, been, been listening to this, receiving this vision. He said, I didn't understand. And, and so he asked, how long or, or, or what shall be the outcome? Verse 9, he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. That, that you're not going to know. But the time has been decreed. God knows when, when that time shall be. Verse 10, many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. But blessed is he who waits and arrives at 1,335 days. But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. So it, as if the time, times, and half a times isn't enough, that, that now the angel tells, tells Daniel, go your way. Don't worry about it. Just, just go your way. It's going to be many will purify themselves, make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked are still going to act wickedly. Then from the time that the burnt offering is taken away, it's going to be 1,290 days. If you get the calculator out and say, okay, divide that by 30, it's really 43 months. But they were on a lunar cycle, a lunar year, and so they would add a year every once in a while. And, and the people who know how to calculate that, which is not me, say it's three and a half years. What's that? 42 months by, by using that calculation. But then he says, but those who wait for 1,335 days, another month and a half. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know, you know, what's he saying from the time that the burnt offering is taken away? I think that it's sort of a, there's, there's, to me, there's a dual fulfillment in here. He's, he's talking about the time of Antiochus, Epiphanes, in, in, in 168 to 164 B.C., when, when he came in and he, he would not let the Jews do practice Judaism. He set up Zeus in the, in the temple. The Maccabeans revolted or led a revolt, but also the dual fulfillment of the future Antichrist when, when, when these things happen, even on a grander scale that, that you know, those, that's how long it's going to be. Three and a half years, 42 months until God then sends Michael 
the, 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 the archangel to throw the dragon in, in the pit of fire. Now, with all of this, are there any eternal truths that we can glean from, from this? Even though it may not be totally clear. It's not Your allotted inheritance that we each have a ha, have a place, you know that that you'll find rest, and you'll you'll stand in your in, in allotted inheritance. I mean, is it not nice to know that we have a place in eternity? What did Jesus tell his, his followers, the the disciples? I go to prepare a place for you. If it was not so, I, I would have told you. Was that just them he was talking about? I think, he's, I think it's for all believers that, that we have a place. What, what else? Seems like every week, um, someone in here, you a lot of times, connect what we're learning in here to what we heard in the service. In verse 2, the word shame really stuck out to me after the service this morning. Now, our shame is gone because of the cross, but some are going to rise to uh, shame and everlasting contempt. So I, I thought that was a good connection. That is. Thank you. That's very good. That, that, that those who don't know the Lord, don't believe in the Lord, will rise to, to shame. I mean, imagine that. Who wants to sign up for that? You know, and, and, and Corey was talking about just think of the times, and you don't have to mention them. You know, I mean, his was good enough. Nobody can really top that any, anyhow. But, you know, like you, you cut off half of your mustache or something. I mean, it's just like, or, or other embarrassing times when, when you face that shame and they're going to be de delivered to the ultimate shame of standing before God and basically uh, under the, the premise of, well, I thought I knew what I was doing and I rejected you. You know, the fool says there is no God and, 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 and standing before God in, in, in such a way. What are we called to do while we wait, while we go through this? Okay, lead people. He says those who turn many to righteousness. So we're not supposed to just wait like we're sitting at the airport or the bus station or the train depot waiting on somebody to get here. We're supposed to be active. We're supposed to be um, teaching those uh, around us. What else? I'm thinking we may not all be shining stars, but you better make sure your name's in that book. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean? It means we're called to believe. You know, that, that we're called to believe that, that Jesus is the Son of God and, and that he paid the penalty for our sins, that he was raised on the third day and, and ascended. So we're called to believe, we're called to teach others. What started this vision? What prompted this vision? 
What was Daniel doing when all of this started? He was praying. And I, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't just go back to the, to the beginning of it, that Daniel was mourning and fasting, but he was praying so that we're called to, to believe, make sure our name is in the, the book of life to, to teach those around us, but also to pray. James Montgomery Boyce says, the purpose of the chapter is not to describe the wickedness of the final days, though it, though it does, or the wickedness of Daniel's day, or the wickedness of, of our day. The purpose is to encourage God's people to triumph in the midst of evil. That even though evil is all around us, that through Christ, we can still be triumphant. We can pray, we can believe, we can, we can teach others. Yeah, that never happens to me. <laughs> no, I mean, thank you for telling us that because it's like, yes, everyone's, you know, it's, it's just one of those ADD moments. or a, and It's really not a senior moment because, you know, I think I can remember doing that when I was much younger, that, that it's just, what, what is it? It's just our fallen sinful body and our minds are just like, you know, that, that yeah. Women can read a book and watch TV at the same time and get both of them. Men can't do that. <laughs> Bob. Truth and patience thing here again. Uh, tell them about God intended wisdom did not give you patience for some reason or other. That's not one of these. We sort of, we want to fix things ourselves. And it's like, okay, well, if, 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 if we can just elect this guy, then, but it's not going to, the only time evil's going to be gone is when Christ returns and sets up, sets up his eternal kingdom. You know, the kingdom of God, it's an already not yet that, that it began when Jesus came the first time, but it's not yet totally complete. Thank <laughs> you. 
And he prayed for three weeks and, you know, could have given up. But he, but he continued, you know, that Paul pray without ceasing. And, and so this, this struggle is ultimately limited by God's mercy when, when he just, it's been decreed, you know. We don't know. The angels long to know that passage in 1 Peter. And here's, here's an example of the angels like, okay, how long? When's this going to happen? You know, that they, they, they long to know these things that, that, that only God knows and in His timing. And that in the meantime, people will go to and fro and knowledge is going to increase. And man, we're just right there on the verge of utopia. But there's evil all around. Okay, we'll take a look at events a week or two weeks or before the triumphal entry next week. John 11 or and or 12. Kind of in there. We finished. And it's not even Easter. We were moving like Easter, what year? <laughs> okay, let's pray and then we'll go seven minutes early. <clears throat> Father, thank you for this book of Daniel that just reminds us and, 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 and teaches us that you're in control. The God that though evil may be all around us, that you will, you already have triumphed over evil. When Jesus overcame sin and death, God, help us to, to, to look to you, not to try to solve things our own way, but to be faithful prayer warriors for our church, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our, our state and our nation, Lord, that we know just in your time that Christ will return that the dead in Christ shall be raised and that we will meet him in the air. God, just make us be faithful believers and, until that day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.